Well, welcome again, everyone, to Ecclesia United. My name is Anthony Richardson, founder and president of Ecclesia United. I'm very glad <clears throat> that you are joining us again for this next installment on our podcast series. Um, we are or have been reviewing um, the um, the Hebrew alphabet and particularly um, the numbers five, seven, eight, two. Um, that actually uh, are which it's actually which actually is I should say five seven eight two actually is the he if according to the Hebrew calendar the year that we are in right now um, that year began so the, the Hebrew New Year the Jewish New Year began at sunset on um, on September the seventh. Sorry about that. I was <clears throat> opening up my notes uh, on another screen, so sorry about the hesitation there. Um, but uh, yep, the 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 Hebrew New Year began on September the seventh uh, this year, um, and uh, that uh, according to the Hebrew calendar or the um, uh, Hebrews, the Hebrew calendar counts days uh, beginning with sunset. So every sunset is the beginning of a new day. Um, and that's interesting. I heard a, uh, a teaching about um, uh, Sabbath resting and uh, particularly during that teaching, uh, the teacher was talking about um, how the rhythm that we we are to ha govern our lives by actually is opposite of how we govern our lives now. Um, now, according to the Gregorian calendar and our normal day to day interactions, we actually uh, end the day with resting after a long day of work or activities or what have you. Um, we end the day by resting. But according to the Hebrew calendar and the Hebrew cadence of life and the rhythm and, and, and the and the um, uh, harmony that we should be living in, we should actually be beginning our days with rest. Um, and so that's just that's just a different paradigm in which you you should be thinking about how you are um, how to be governing your, governing your lives and living in that rhythm and that cadence uh, that um, God has established for us with uh, six days of work, seven day of resting. Um, it's not the topic of what I want to talk about here today, but uh, that was just a side note. Um, we are still uh, moving forward. Uh, again, talking about the numbers five, seven, eight, two, and the corresponding Hebrew letters. Um, so I, t I implore you, if this is if you're picking up um, this uh, podcast series from here, I would say to you, go back uh, to the number five, the letter Hey, um, uh, spelled H E I. Uh, go back to that particular teaching there, um, and then go from there to the number seven. Um, and then pick up with the number eight. Um, here's in the number five. I should give a great uh, level of detail regarding Hebrew letters and numbers um, and how we've arrived at this um, uh, taking of a Hebrew letter, ascribing a numerical value, uh, studying this, the, the synergy and the, the spiritual infusion in these letters and numbers. Um, which which we ultimately can use or will use uh, as we can culminate this particular teaching series to to understand a the theme, understand the times that we're in, understand what's going on uh, around us 
um, this God is speaking to us uh, in a multiplicity of ways. And so um, uh, I just want to, th that's what we're doing. Uh, so let's do this. This is a little different than what I've done in some of the others, uh, some of the other teachings before. Let's just open up um, by praying and then we'll dive into uh, uh, the number eight, um, which is the letter Het. Um, so uh, spelled C-H-E-S, but pronounced Het. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll go over that in just a moment. Uh, Father God, we're so thankful uh, for this space and this time. Um, we invite you to guide us in our studies and in our learning um, and in, revel in revelation. Um, you, are, you are the God of revelation. You steer us uh, into all truth and understanding by way of your spirit. Um, so we're asking for your Holy Spirit to guide us uh, into all truth and understanding as we study and take this time to hear and to train and to learn of you uh, and what you've put out there for us um, to go after and search out um, for understanding and meaning. Uh, he said wisdom is the principal thing, so get wisdom with all that getting, get an understanding. Uh, so help us to get an understanding of what we're talking about here and then also give us the wisdom on how to apply what we have learned. Uh, it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. So again, we are uh, <clears throat> have been going down a series five, seven, eight, two. We're going to study those numbers uh, that's corresponding to the Hebrew year that we're in right now. Um, that Hebrew year, according to the Hebrew calendar, is the 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 years from um the years from uh the 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 birth of Christ uh so from there moving forward uh that's where the Hebrew calendar is picking up from uh so according to the Hebrew calendar we're 5782 years from the birth of Christ uh and 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 this is where we're at right now uh and so um uh, this it's it's something something just to understand, but we'll keep we'll keep moving forward uh, from there. It's not the highlight of what I want to talk about, uh, but we want to talk about this number eight, um, which is the Hebrew letter Het. It's pronounced Het, um, uh, spelled C H E S, um, and this is a very complex um, letter. This is a very complex. Um, Hebrew letter. And what I mean by that is not to say that the others um, that we've been talking about or any of the other uh, 21 letters, there's 22 total in the Hebrew alphabet, but it's not to say any of the other 21 letters are less complex. Uh, I'm certainly not implying um, uh, or diminishing the weight and the gravity of any of the other letters. Um, this particular one uh, as we study down through this year, five, seven, eight, two, and these numbers is this is a very, very complex um, of a complex letter. There, there, there's several nuances. Um, there's several nuances and uh, trails that that you have to follow in order to get a comprehensive, holistic understanding uh, of what's infused in this letter at least what's being revealed and it has been revealed to me at this moment in time now there's we can come back to these letters next year or in some other study and get a different revelatory um uh appearing into what's being said um 
that doesn't mean that the letter's meaning has changed. What it means is that our eyes have been open to uh, of other facets um, of revelation uh, as it relates to to the, to the letters and the numbers. And so it's almost like if you were to take a diamond and you're looking at the diamond and you're looking at the ver- the multifacets of it. Uh, the faces and the cuts and the bevels in that diamond. You can look at it from many different angles and get different refractions of light uh, that shows the brilliance of the diamond in a different way. Uh, So as you turn it and you look up and down, left and right, horizontally and vertically, you're seeing different facets and different viewing angles. Uh, It's the same diamond, but you're seeing it from a different angle. And so depending upon how we're looking at things and how God is revealing things to us in this time and season, uh, this letter takes on um, not a different meaning. We're just seeing a different facet of it because the light of God's revelation is shining on the diamond or this letter in a in this particular way from a particular angle at this very moment and time and season that we're in. And so when we come back, I would implore you as you study through your Bible uh, or you hear different teachings and you hear maybe a a verse uh, um, exegeted one way uh, by an orator and then that same verse exegeted in some different fashion. It's not that it's not that the two are getting um, um, divided thoughts and information from it. It's. It's the two orators are seeing the light shine and hit the text in a particular way at that time. Uh, and from so from their viewing angle, that's what God is revealing to them right now as God is shining his light from heaven, from glory down through into the earth and to and to mankind and as mankind is immersed in his word they're seeing different aspects uh and so it doesn't make one definition or one exegetical expression of a verse more right or wrong than someone else's it's just a different facet so i i, I want to take i took a little time uh, a little more than uh, I, 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 I wanted to, i wanted to personally but i think it was important that we did do that so that you can see um what i'm saying and understand um that 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 through this letter het uh um the uh, which is associated with the number 8 so this is the eighth letter in the hebrew alphabet is associated with the number 8 um it um it it is uh, it's very interesting how 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 there's many different uh um nuances uh in in this particular letter i was pausing there you you kind of maybe hear it in my voice because i was thinking through something i just said this being the eighth letter i wanted to be very accurate and sure about that um it's not a point to debate um if it's the eighth letter or not but what is true about the letter het is that it the, the numerical value ascribed to the number i mean to the letter is the number eight that is 100 percent true um so uh, so so the not not wanting to debate whether it's the eighth letter or not um, um I, I i don't want to i don't want to get caught up in that but i do i do want to just make that 
make that distinction of why you were hearing that hesitation in my voice. Um, but again, the number eight, the letter het, um, a very, very complex uh, letter. There's many facets that we're going to go down through as we as we talk about this. So um, where to begin? Um, sometimes there's 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 so much uh the structure of the letter um and you hear me talk about these um uh picture expressions uh of the word or the letter uh that you can see when you're studying the letter um uh the 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 letter het has this um roof top looking um uh canopy upon the top of it so it's it's pointing to um a house or a home um so 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 a lot of this particular letter at least from this revelatory perspective that i have right now is speaking a lot about home um and and that's a very very uh, important aspect um because the many veins that will go down through will be actually um, emanating uh, from the home. Uh, so it's a picture of a house with a covering, uh, again, symbolic of a family in a home. Uh, the, the letter het has a heavy focus uh, in spiritual energy and infusion on marriages. Uh, and, and I want to say this before I go, go any deeper. Uh, when I said th- this is a very complex letter and the many different facets and the nuances that we'll, that we'll glean from this, what I would also want you to understand is that life in general uh, is encompassed with systems. Um, there, there's, there's systems and, 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 and interconnected components that seem uh, diverse and sundry and apart and separate and individual in their, um, in their, I guess, in their expression or in their life or in their, or in their operation. Uh, but, but rest, rest on this, that independent, independent looking infrastructure or items or things that we see actually are dependent upon other components. And so what, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, even though there's many different facets that we'll glean from this particular number and letter, all of these are interconnected that are making up a comprehensive photo uh, of revelatory information that we should glean from this. So don't think as we go down through, as we started talking about marriage, and we'll talk about a couple of other aspects in terms of uh, child rearing uh, and, and the home. Uh, I don't want you to think of those are individual lines of thought, but all of those thoughts are encompassed together uh, into a comprehensive meaning behind uh, uh, in this letter, uh, Het. Uh, and so, so one of the bigger pictures I want you to see from this letter, it is a representation uh, of, of marriage. Uh, it's a focus, it has a focus on marriage and a focus on bonding, um, a focus on communication uh, and purpose. I want to pause for a minute because that word communication is a very, very um, um, 
it's it's a very interesting word when you study it. If if you know anything about me personally, I love words. I I, I read the dictionary. I I have a I have a fun time uh, diving into the etymology of words or understanding the roots and the structure of the word, the spelling, how it how it has how it has evolved, how words have evolved, tracing words back to their or to their organic roots, uh, and the word communication is a very interesting word. There's are several words that we get from here, but the communication comes from this Greek word um, that's pronounced soon. Uh, so it's pronounced as if it's spelled S-O-O-N, um, but that's how it's pronounced. But but the actual correct spelling of uh, of the root word for communication, which is soon, is S-Y-N. Uh, and so that's pronounced soon. So communication, the word communication comes from a Greek word, um, uh, root word that is soon spelled S-Y-N. It's also S-Y-N is also the root word uh, for our English word synchronization. Uh, and so what, what you see um, about communication um, often when you hear people talking about communication that we're not communicating or 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 they didn't communicate with me or um, that that type of phraseology generally used with the word communication, it has less to do with actual talking. So words coming out of a person's mouth, communication has less to do with talking and more to do with synchronizing on what we are talking about. So a, a practical expression would be if you have two individuals, one speaks only Spanish, the other one speaks only English, and those two are trying to have a conversation, uh, they can't have the conversation because the lines of communication are not synchronized. One person speaks Spanish and the other person speaks English and the two don't understand each other. So when those two are are in front of each other attempting to try to have a conversation, which conversation is is actual words coming out of the mouth uh, that are leading to thoughts and expressions of ideas and conversation. That's what conversation is. But synchronization, communication is about getting on the same page. So one of the things that really, really plagues marriages, and my wife and I, we have an organization called uh, Magnificent Marriages, and we teach this quite a bit to our pre-married couples and then for also for married couples that we work with, that when there's breakdowns in communication, it's not that the two individuals are not talking the challenge is that the two individuals are actually not on the same page. The thoughts and expressions that they're conversating or talking about out of their mouths fundamentally have different meanings to each one of them. And so they're unable to align. And typically what happens when the individuals are unable to align on, or synchronize on, an, on, the, on the thoughts and the theme or the topic of the conversation, then... Here comes anger, we're upset, we're frustrated, um, those, those different elements which then lead to other things, yelling and arguing and, and or heated discussions and 
Then people separating. Let me go to my room. Let me go to your room. Let me leave the house. Let me just cool off. Let me call a friend or whatever else goes on that comes in to break break this marriage or to break through that. Remember, the head has this covering. Uh, it's made, it, The structure of it is this covering uh, in, in this house, uh, this picture of a house. What's attempting that what our adversary is attempting to do is break through that covering to get to the inhabitants in the house and 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 break down the communication between the inhabitants in the house and the breakdown of communication means that the people within the house are not on the same page so they cannot express the purpose of marriage which is to reflect the reflect the glory of God and particularly uh, Christ and the and Christ being the groom and the bride being the church uh, the, the picture of marriage should point and typify to a picture of Christ and his relationship with his bride, the church. Uh, and so there's 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 this consistent battle. Uh, and 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 this is what we're gleaning in, in, in present day time from this letter and, and the revelation that we're getting from this in this present time. There's a lot of stress and there's a lot of duress. There's a lot of. Uh, um, attack or assault uh, on marriages in general. There is a redefining of marriage. Uh, and what that means, is it a man and a woman or is it no longer that? Is it now evolved into a man and a man and a woman and a woman or whatever else? This is consistent attack upon uh, this this institution of marriage because there's been a breakdown in communication. Marriage, it is is it, it has this bonding element uh, uh, of uh, almost like a glue. If you can think, if you can think of it like think of it like that, the scripture talks about in I think it's Genesis three where Adam and Eve are there, and it talks about. Um, that a man shall leave his mother and his father and cleave unto his wife. That that word cleave and bonding and glue, all of that is synonymous with this stickiness and this sticking together. Uh, and what's what's been under assault is the marriage and family structure to break it apart, to try to break it apart, because that there's that expression of 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 the husband and the wife in a marriage union is a is a is a picture of the relationship that Christ has with his church. And so it's very important that that institution is not redefined to be what it's not. Uh, and that that institution is treated with a sacred um, handling and esteem because you don't see Christ abandoning his church or his bride. And so in like manner as married couples, we should not be abandoning our spouses uh, and so there's this consistent attack in that particular vein. There's this consistent attack in communication and breaking down that particular uh, that particular element of marriage. Uh, and so um, it's 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 a it's an assault 
against the covenant of marriage. So in order to enter into the covenant of marriage uh, uh, or, or into holy matrimony, um, there has to be a covenant. Covenant is sim- symbolizes also circumcision. So covenant and circumcision is, a lo- is in the same vein. In order to have covenant, something has to be cut and fall away and die just as circumcision is in the natural the cutting away of excess skin uh in order to in, in order to uh uh to be sure the apparatus the male apparatus isn't infected or prone to infection we have to cut away the excess skin so that it could properly be this may sound vulgar but, but so so the male apparatus can properly be cleaned uh and and it's also a sign of of covenant uh in especially in Jewish tradition uh it's a sign of covenant that this that this person is cut and this person is uh, aligned and in agreement and in covenant relationship with God. Uh, and so it's in a very important piece. So you can't have marriage without covenant and you can't have covenant without circumcision. And circumcision requires there to be a cutting and the cutting is the excess away, the excess flesh away that's no longer needed uh, when you, in order to enter into a marriage unit. So, so that is to say that there's a consistent dying to yourself when you enter into a marriage that this is not about me, this is not about you, but this is about us. We, f- we get rid of the I and, and, and the flat, the cutting away, the circumcision, the cutting away is getting, is cutting away the I or the me in the relationship to say, this is, this is covenant agreement where I'm yoking up with you. And now it's us and we, not I and me or no longer I and me. So that, that, that is very, very important for us to understand uh, because that covenant is also pointing to the pact that we make or the agreement that we make. If you think about a marriage ceremony, you have you have the bride and the groom is standing before the officiant. The officiant is standing in the stead of God. Not the officiant is not God, but the officiant is standing there as a representation of God. And these two, the male and the female, are coming before God, and they're making a pact and an agreement, and they're going and they're cutting away themselves. This, this uh, marriage is also uh, aligned with uh, baptism, uh, because. Because even in baptism, what's happening is you are dying to the old man. So when you're baptized, you're dying to the old man or that old man is buried in the watery grave and you rise up in as a new person uh, uh, joined with 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 Christ. Uh, And so this is why why why. After it, it, it's 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 recommended that after salvation, after a person accepts salvation, that they then go forward and be and be baptized because the baptism is an outward expression of an inner conviction that the individual has. The individual has made this inner conviction and decision to follow Christ, give their lives over to Christ, and so 
so so they they have separated from their old ways so repenting turning which is repenting is simply turning and going in the opposite direction they've turned from a life of sin to a life of righteousness made available through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the individual separates or dies that's what that's what death is death is separation so the person dies to their old self and then becomes a new person behold old things have passed away and all things have become new that when a man when a man is born again through through salvation the person is dying to the old self and becoming a new person uh and so um that's that's very it's important to understand because when 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 it comes to dying to the old self, repenting and turning away, then that person has turned to be a new person, then to symbolically represent or to express this getting rid of this old person and then rising up as a new person, the person goes forward into baptism in which they step, they come from one side of the baptism pool into, into the, um, into the, into the watery grave, if you will. Uh, and then they get into the grave. They are then immersed beneath the water. And then they rise up. They're brought up out of the water in as in the newness of life. Uh, and and that, that expression of being immersed in the water and then coming up out of the water is a picture of being immersed or dying and then being buried and then burying the old man and then rising up as a new man and the old man is left in the watery grave. Uh, and so that same thing is happening when a man shall leave his mother and his father, separate from his mother and his father, and then cleave unto his wife. So he separates from being, he separates from being uh, under his father and mother's tutelage and care in that home to then move and cleave to his wife to build a new home. And that is powerful to understand. And that building of that new home is um, is a predecessor, if you will, to another nuance um, that that we're going to that we're going to that we're going to go into now. I think. Uh, and so I'm 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 trying to feel out the way that I want to go. Uh, that 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 leaving from the tutelage of mom and dad. Now, from under that roof to now moving into the life with the with with the wife, his husband and wife, the man leaving his mother and father and then cleaving unto his wife, they build a new home. And so 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 this the next aspect that I want to talk about as it relates to this letter het is this building of this new home. Uh, so this new home that they that that this husband and wife are building um, is a very very important institution. Um, uh, so that roof that we see in the letter Het that 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 constructs as part of that letter and the way that letter is constructed is so very important uh, to this building of this new home. Uh, uh, because, because what takes place in this new home 
uh, again, re remember I talked about systems and that these individual components are not individual and just separate by themselves, but all of these individual components are a part of a system and a structure. So when we have missing components, it throws the system off. And when the system is off, we'll see manifestations of different things in our lives. Uh, and so and particularly, I, I can say as we as relate to that, and you would probably agree, that the issues that we are seeing in our in our mainstream society and world today are are the signs and the signets and the symptoms of 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 problems within homes because the home unit is off so the so 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 the marriage within the home that's up under this roof in the het roof the the marriage is off and when that marriage is off then even the children reared in the home are off there 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 is there is if you study hebrew traditions uh and belief systems uh and writings uh, like like uh, they, they talk about mikvehs, mikvehs, and the Talmud. Uh, if you if you study through some of those things, and and I haven't studied through them completely. There's things I've been exposed to, and particularly as it relates to this, it talks about um, uh, Hebrew thought uh, is centered around the fact that in order to ha in order to raise to health to raise a healthy child it takes the collaboration of both the mother and the father the 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 mother according to hebrew tradition and and belief is the mother's the the mother's one one of the one of the responsibilities of the mother is to be the one who teaches the child wisdom um so, 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 and even deeper than that, the, the child is with the mother from gestation, from gestation in the womb. Uh, and all throughout that time, the child is being provided for in the womb all of their needs. Whatever it is they need, they are getting that need met through this relationship and this bonding with the mother. So the mother is teaching the child in the womb the, the expression of faith and dependence upon God that God can will can and will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus that he that he is able and sufficient enough there's no one else that's needed and so so the mother through this relationship with the child in the womb it's very important how that relationship is governed that the that the that the mother is given extra care during the pregnancy cycle uh, that the child is always fed and nourished, that the child never goes hungry, that the mother's cravings are never left unmet because those cravings are not necessarily 
her cravings, but the cravings of the child that she's carrying and the, and the meeting of the needs of that child's cravings through the mouth of the mother, then ultimately uh, being uh, uh, passed down to the child is teaching that child that whatever you need, you can ask for it from the father, God who is in heaven, and he will provide that need for you. So anytime that need is left unmet, that child's need is left unmet, then we, it throws the system off because you're teaching the child that the child can't depend upon God to meet all its needs and else it has to go in a different direction to get that need met. This is super powerful uh, information because this is what is it. These are some of the breakdowns up under the roof the between between the mother and the child. Uh, and, 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 and we've got so many other nuances where we've got homes that don't even have fathers, but they only have mothers and the mother, even beyond the womb, when the child now comes out of the womb and is reared in life, it's considered, um, according to Hebrew belief that, <clears throat> or, uh, or, or it's instructed, I should say, according to Hebrew systems and uh, that the child is to only get the only nourishment that the child is to get is from the mother's breast. So the child is not supposed to be and this is for two years. The child for two years, according to Hebrew trainings and teachings and belief systems, are, is not even supposed to get uh, any other nourishment other than the breast milk of the mother. And any time that child and, and also that child is never to go hungry, that child is never to be left um, with uh, to be left to cry on its own. So if that child begins to cry, it's the mother's responsibility to go get the child, pick the child up, soothe the child, meet the needs of the child. The child is to never be abandoned. And, and that's not only for the first two years, that's, that's just period, because it's this, this relationship of the mother's nurturing of that child is teaching that child even beyond the womb, now in real life, a continual reiteration of something that's been burned into the subconscious of the child's mind while the child was in the womb. The child was learning through the mother meeting all of its needs while it was in the womb that all its needs can be supplied according to God's riches and glory. And then when it separates from the womb, uh, uh, the, the child now comes into the into life having had burned into the subconscious of its mind that all of its needs will be met by my covering or my home that I'm in and the covering of that home, that roof in that home that I'm never left deprived, that child is never left alone, that child is never left to cry by itself and never have its needs met, that child is never to go hungry, that child is to always be loved and hugged and held and, and those things are teaching that child faith and that's the responsibility of the mother 
Then the father comes alongside of the mother and teaches the child how to conduct life. The father is teaching, teaching the child integrity, is teaching the child uh, morality, how to treat people, how to govern themselves in day-to-day living with brother and sister left and right of them or with their neighbor more aptly. Uh, and so the, the, so, so the, so the, so the father is, is also supplying and being that provider for the home, uh, and, and, and also being that covering in the home. And with that, and if you think about modern day times now, where there's individuals saying, I can raise the child without the father, I, or I don't even need to be married, and I can just go get a child and raise a child on my own. And, it may be possible to raise that child, but there are severe deficiencies uh, within that child, and particularly from a neurosis perspective or neuroses perspective or uh, or or uh, in playing language from a mental health perspective. Um, it is it is considered, according to Hebrew texts and trainings and teachings, that that most, if not all, mental illnesses or neuroses uh, within children is a direct result of the children not getting their needs met in the home by the mother and the father in collaboration with each other. And so this letter het is very complex because you have to see the intertwinings of these systems of marriage and child rearing having a healthy perspective of marriage, communication, all those different elements all working together in this system to provide an ecosystem for this child to be able to be to grow and be reared and 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 be available uh for, to to live out uh productive lives and then beyond that to then fulfill its own purpose that it is in the world for. And so this relationship between the mother and the father and these responsibilities that is yoked upon the mother and the father in order to raise this child and to provide this ecosystem of uh, for them to grow and to be reared and to come up and to have a healthy mental capacity and have a healthy outlook and have and have faith and have integrity and have morality all of that is being taught to that child through or under the roof of the home of the mother and the father. So when we have broken homes, and this is one of the things that my wife and I teach quite heavily and intensely when we teach in, 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 in our organization, Magnificent Marriages, especially when we're going through premarital coaching with our clients, we teach very, very heavily that um uh that that the, the the structure of the home is very important um to to uh or has has externalities but has an impact i should say or an effect on not only the inhabitants of the home so the mom and the dad it within the home it has a, it has an impact on the people surrounding the home so the people surrounding the home include 
uh, the, the extended, the, the family, the immediate family of the inhabitants within the home. And then the extended family of the inhabitants in the home. And then it goes be outside the bounds of the family to the neighbors that live on the left and the right and the front and the rear of that home. And then that impact spills out beyond the neighbors to the neighborhood. And so and so what we teach is that when we have in order to form a more perfect union, uh, as our constitution uh, of the United States, in 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 in, in this context, I bring this up. Uh, in 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 order to create this more perfect union in the society, we believe and know that in order to have that more perfect union in society, we have to have a more perfect union in the homes, because because the world is made up of people, individuals. And so those individuals make up neighborhoods. So individuals, men, women, a move as a family unit into a neighborhood, into a house. And so they make up the home. And so then those individuals, those individuals collectively then make up the neighborhood. The neighborhood makes up the city. The city makes up uh, uh, the counties. This is from a United States perspective. Uh, and then the counties make up the state. And then the states make up the United States. The United States makes up the continent of North America, right? And we continue flowing on beyond there. And you can see this cascading uh, effect that comes from the epicenter of a family unit in a home that is inhabited by individuals. So when that individual family unit home structure is thrown off, it's no wonder that the neighborhood is thrown off. And then when the neighborhood is thrown off, the community and the city is thrown off, the city is thrown off, the, the county is thrown off, the county is thrown off, so is the state, the state being thrown off, so is the United States. And everything is all intertwined and interconnected in this system and structure that's rooting out of homes under a housetop, the letter HET. This is what we're talking about. This is the complexity that is involved with this letter. It is an extremely powerful uh, letter for you to understand and see and catch the revelation on. Because even beyond, even beyond marriage and beyond the home and the roof and the individuals in the home. This letter Het is also talking about um, the ability for one to live out their purpose uh, with health and strength. Uh, the, 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 when, when the system is thrown off, uh, so, for instance, when the body is out of homeostasis or out of its natural rhythm and its state, the system is thrown off. And when the system is thrown off, that breeds an environment where illness can come in. And so, so this letter, this letter Het is also talking about uh, being uh, in line, being uh, connected. Um, being 
uh, at one and at rest within purpose and living out purpose and living out what God has called you and designed you to be. Because when you're outside of that purpose, you're not living within that ecosystem and the system that God has 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 constructed and living outside of that system then breeds to provide or, or, or creates an environment whereby illness can go come in because the body or the spirituality the spirit and the body the soul within the individual is out of balance uh, uh, and, 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 and it needs to be brought back into balance. So when the body is out of homeostasis, that's when illness crops in. And so, so on the other things about this letter, uh, het, uh, which also, if you, if you have not heard this, I want you to go back into this podcast library for Ecclesia United. And I want you to listen to the prophetic declaration. I forget which day it was, uh, but it talks about moving swiftly and immediately into the things that God has called you to do. Because and the reason for that is is what we're talking about now with this letter. One of the other facets of this of this letter is when you are outside of purpose or in pursuit of the wrong thing things and going in the wrong direction, the spirituality, your own spirit is out of line. Your spirit, your soul, your innermost being is out of line. And when those things are out of line, it's it's the same as the body, your physical body being out of homeostasis or out of alignment or out of its balanced rhythm. And when it's out of its balanced rhythm, it's, it's, in, a, it's in a vulnerable state where sickness and disease can come in. And so it, you, you have to you have you have to think about the uh, the sickness and disease that's it's really ropping up. One one of the major ones that's really really prevalent is cancer. And so when when we talk about uh, how is this particular uh, disease so prevalent nowadays more than ever. It, it, you, you have to also see, look at the signs in the system that are broken. You got broken marriages. You've got broken homes. You've got incarcerated moms, incarcerated dads, which then yields a household where there's only one parent. And then there's sometimes where there is no parent or there is one parent, but that one parent is out and unavailable and emotionally detached from the child. And when that when that emotional detachment is there, then that child grows up with uh, 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 prone to mental health issues, and then also the lack of healing those issues of those of that brokenness from homes and from the child being reared is also the root of cancer. It's this stuff is so interconnected together that that this is why there's such an attack on family units and the structure of family and marriage in particular, because the, 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 the adversary's objective is to throw off the balance of the world and by throwing off the balance of the marriage and the home. Uh, and, and and even if throwing off the balance means redefining marriage. Uh, the, the, the adversary would take whatever approach to throw off this balance because that balance in the marriage and that balance in the house is the substratum in which everything emanates. Just think about that. In Adam and Eve in the garden, 
from their state, everything else is coming out of that of that relationship there. All of the world and and the world that we see it today, the population of the world has all emanated out of this relationship that began with Adam and Eve in a garden back way back when. And so so there's this consistent fight of trying to throw off this balance in the home um, that that is what we're up against, and that's that's what this letter Het is talking about. Uh, 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 having a balance in this home, the importance of sanctifying this your homes, and to the support and importance of sanctifying your marriage, the importance of 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 intentionally working towards. Uh, um, um, infusing your marriage with the right tools and resources to promote a healthy, growing marriage. Uh, it, it, and then also infusing your minds and your hearts and your, and, and, and acquiring uh, information on child rearing and having a healthy home between the mom and the dad, and then also learning how to properly rear children. Uh, and then the importance of all of this structure uh, and these systems intertwining and intermingling together, how all of that points to uh, how we create a, perf- a perfect union or a more perfect union in the society in which we live. All of this stuff is tied together. And even beyond that, it's tied with your own physical health. The imbalance of homes and the imbalance of past life and imbalance of current life is is critically important to even your own physical health health. So we talked about earlier, I kind of breezed through um, or, or, or breezed by that that rhythm and cadence talking about Sabbath, that, that, that whole the whole thing around one of, the, one of the major themes, I should say, around Sabbath and Sabbath resting and that cadence of six days of work, one day of rest and seventh day rest is establishing this system and this rhythm and this cadence in order to maintain a balance in the life of the individuals and then the individuals and according to Hebrew uh, uh, text and training and teaching is, is, is even within the home that, that the fathers are supposed to be teaching this Sabbath resting and modeling this cadence for the children and then the children are supposed to be learning so on the Sabbath day uh, the, 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 there, there is a there is a stopping of all things stopping of work stopping after a stopping of acquisition stopping of making other people work uh, all those different elements it's where the, the everything should enter into a state of rest and then in this state of rest the dad is to, is to is to be leading the home and teaching the children why we are resting remember the sabbath day and keep it holy according to the 10 commandments or later as it as that same commandment is written observe the sabbath day and keep it holy uh, and remembering to and, and remembering to keep those things ever before you, 
Uh, and then and then teaching the children on Sabbath about why we're doing this and then telling and sharing stories about God and bringing and infusing the home with Christ and surrounding the home with Christ because Christ is the covering. So the male, the male in the household is serving as that covering for that house and for that family in which God is ultimately the covering but working through the headship and leadership of the male providing the covering for the home and providing all the resources that are needed that everyone's needs are met the mother is then teaching the child wisdom and nurturing the child the father is teaching the child morality and integrity and modeling that and the relationship between the mom and the dad and and it's creating a healthy balance in the home that healthy balance in the home is creating a healthy balance within the child and then the child is being taught about Sabbath and resting and integrity and wisdom and going and going after and living out purpose and 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 reconciling uh, and always living at peace with all men mankind and then that child when that child grows up and leaves from under the roof of that of their mother and father then they go cleave to their spouse spouse then that same cadence, that same rhythm, that same instruction set, if you will, uh, that that child learned in their healthy home, they then go duplicate it. So when God tells Adam and Eve in the beginning, be fruitful and multiply, he's telling them to be fruitful and multiply in that which I've already given you. I've set the cadence. I've set the balance. I've given you the baseline instruction. Now, we multiply that throughout all the world. And so it's it, this this letter het is a very intertwined, intermingled, a uh, connected systematic systematology type letter. You have to see all of those different facets to understand what's being said and what's being infused, uh, what's spiritually infused in that Hebrew letter and number. And so this year 5782 at the end, we'll put all of the trainings and the teaching that we talked that we've been talking about, the letter hey for the number five, the letter Zayin for the number seven, the letter Het uh, uh, that, uh, for the number eight, and then we'll, um, and then we'll move to the number two next. Um, and all of that, once we get done, we will be able to get a panoramic view of the year five, seven, eight, two, and understand that God, what God is saying to us is he's trying to get our attention and he's telling us to, that we have power and authority, that we need to be, that we need to, that we have, we have what we need. We need to move in the things in which he's called us to move and he's told us to move and live out purpose because all of that is pointing to something that God wants us to see. So I so hope that you have been edified and blessed beyond measure uh, with what we have taught and what we have learned today through the letter Het. 
Um, I again implore you to please go back, listen to the number five, listen to the number seven training. It's in the library. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. You can see that. Also, be sure to observe or to take heed to the prophetic declaration. That is extremely important for you in this time and season, especially uh, as we talk about uh, that letter Chet, uh, as it relates to the body and your spirit and your soul all being in harmony and being in balance and how that's important to you as an individual and your physical health and your well-being. You need to move swiftly and immediately and obediently into the things that God uh, has for you um, because uh, what he's impressed upon your heart to do. Go back and listen to that prophetic declaration. It's going to be very, very helpful for you in the context of what we're talking about here uh, with the letter Het. Uh, so finally, before we close out, uh, I, anybody could be listening uh, to we, there's believers who will be listening uh, to this podcast and there could be uh, individuals who are not yet believers in Jesus Christ. And so I do not want to close this um, this podcast without giving you uh, my 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 soon to be brothers and sisters who have not yet put their faith in Jesus Christ. You have not yet put your faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, you, you, you've heard of him, you, uh, 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 but you haven't turned your life completely over. I submit to you that God is trying to get your attention through the different circumstances you may be facing and through the different challenges that may be arising that you, and through different ways and means that God has specifically uh, um, uh, allowed for you to walk through or to come into contact with. Uh, I submit to you, God knows how to get your attention individually. There's some things that God can do uh, for you uh, um, that that are specific for you um, that that he knows because he knows who you are. The, the, uh, the, the, the Bible declares that God knows even the very number of hairs on your head. God knows absolutely everything about you and he knows how to get your attention. And so maybe he's gotten your attention and he and there was something in 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 you searching through the podcast library of all the vast and great podcast series and libraries that are out there that something about if this Ecclesia United uh, logo and picture or whatever, something drew you. Uh, to listening to what you're listening to right now. And as you've been listening, there's been many things that have been resonating with you. You can resonate with the fact that maybe you grew up in a broken home or mother wasn't there. You didn't get that nurturing. You didn't get that care. Uh, no one showed up for your games. Uh, no one no one encouraged you. Uh, uh, the, dad wasn't there. Or if dad was there, dad was aloof and absent. Or if dad was there and he wasn't aloof and absent, he was he was riding you really hard. And had these high expectations out of you. you. You couldn't fail. All these different things, whatever it is. There's a specific way God wants is getting your attention. And I submit to you that what the best thing you could do right now is simply bow your knee and give your life over and completely to Jesus Christ himself. He has died for 
all of our sins, past, present, and future. He died not only for the people who call themselves really good people, but he died for even the people that we have done some of the heinous acts and crimes that you could ever imagine. There is not anything that God does not did not die for and has made his grace of salvation available to uh, in order to turn their lives around and to save them from living an eternal life in hell and damnation. God is saying that this, this, this message, this gospel uh, of Jesus Christ, which that gospel is that he has died. He imputed all the sins of all humanity was imputed upon him. He was crucified on the cross. He, his crucifixion on the cross was the payment for the penalties of all of our sins. What was justly due to us, he took it upon himself because he so loved us uh, that he got on that cross and died for us so that we wouldn't spend our lives in eternal hell and damnation, but that we could spend our lives in heaven with him. And, and and that's what he's made available to you. This gospel is this, 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 what I'm telling you right now about how God has died. Jesus has died for you. And, 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 and he, he was buried and he rose again on the third day, uh, with all power in his hands. That is the gospel. That is the good news that when you turn your life over to him, he has replaced your sin filled life uh, with his righteous life. And now you no longer, it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth within me. And so now you live within Christ, you move within Christ and you have your being within Christ. And so when people see you, they should be encountering Jesus Christ, who his, who you, is in whom you live. Uh, and so I'm just, I'm just, pausing and taking the, taking the time to explain that because you need to know that and you need to give your life over to Jesus Christ. And you can do that right now. And it's very simple. All you have to do is number one, believe, believe that there was a man named Jesus that died for our sins. He died on a cross. He was crucified. He was buried and he rose again on the third day. Uh, and if you believe that that is true, then confess that with your mouth. Uh, uh, confess that Jesus, I believe, and you can repeat what I'm saying. Jesus, I believe that you are the Christ. You came into this world. You lived a sinless life. So you lived a perfect life. You fulfilled all the requirements that I was supposed to fill and living out my individual life in which I could not fulfill. And and now you have fulfilled that life for me uh, and you have you have fulfilled all that law for me. And now and you have died for the for the errors that I made. You you were buried for my sins and then you rose from the grave with all power in your hands hands and and because you rose from the grave 
I can get up from the grave. I can get out of this situation that I am in and I want to put give my life over to you and change my life and repent 100% and turn. The, the repenting is simply making a literally a 180. You were going in one direction, you repented, turned 180 degrees and walked in the other direction, the opposite direction, never to turn and go back in that direction in which you came. Uh, you, you that's what repentance is so god you can say god i repent of my sins i know that i have been sinful and if you if there's things that you know that you've done you can you can in the secret chambers of your heart just confess those things to god and and god says if you confess those sins he's just to forgive And and when a and when a person uh, believeth on God and confesses and could believe that Jesus uh, believe upon Jesus and and confess with their mouth that he rose from the grave from their for the uh, and died for their sins. The Bible talks and declares and says that we are saved and that's what salvation is. Uh, and so I implore you to do that. Bow your knee. Give your life completely over to Jesus Christ by confessing who he is, believing upon who he is, what he has done for you. And you and, and make a 180 degree turn and repent of your sins and walk forward in the newness of life with Christ. And then after that, I would implore you uh, find a church. Uh, this is going to be interesting uh, what I'm about to say, but find a church that believes in water baptism. Find somewhere uh, uh, and go get baptized. Uh, as an outward expression of this inner conviction that you have made um, uh, and let the world know that you are now living for Christ Jesus. Uh, and so I, I, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And, and, and one last thing I'll say for you, my brothers and sisters who, are, who have just given your life over to Christ. Guess, guess, guess what you are right now. You are the church. The church is not the building that we go to for worship services. The church are is comprised of believers in Jesus Christ. That is the church. I, I'm kind of I paused there because I was thinking about um, uh, Jesus talking to Peter and, 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 and asking Peter, who do you say I am? Uh, uh, and and and. And uh, and and G and Peter says, "Thou art the Christ." Uh, and and God says back to Peter, uh, "Upon this rock, uh, uh, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. If it has not re has not revealed this to you, Peter. You, this, what what you have just declared about me being the Christ, this has been revealed into your been revealed in your spirit." And so upon this rock, upon this revelation, upon this understanding that you have that you have confessed that I am the Christ, that I am the one that died, for, that, that died or will die for all mankind. Sin at that time, Jesus hadn't died. Uh, but but that, that, that you are the Christ when Peter ref, 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 um, uh, refers to that or makes that declaration that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus hasn't yet died But that understanding of Jesus being the Christ is 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 Peter in revelation by way of his, by way of the spirit of God. He has understood that this man, Jesus, is going to die 
for my sins and 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 he's going and he's going to and 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 upon that understanding upon that rock and upon Jesus dying for his sins that opens up the gateway for salvation and then when that opens up the gateway for salvation that then opens up the, opens up the floodgates for the church to move forward and go forward uh, into what it's what it's uh, what it is to be so so Jesus says to says to Peter upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it so all that is to say that um, that you as individuals, as believers in Jesus Christ, you are the church. It's not the building that you go to. It's not the buildings that you see on the side of the roads or in neighborhoods that have the cross on it. You see people going in and out of every day. You don't go to church. You are the church going to assemble. This is what this is what Ecclesia United is about. We we're not about building another church. We we the church has already been built. Go back and read or listen to our, one of our uh, inaugural um, uh, podcasts, which is why Ecclesia United, uh, and you will understand what I'm saying there. But it's um, the all of that, all of what I'm trying to tell you, uh, who are new believers in Jesus Christ, you are the church and so you should understand that i would implore you as well uh go back and listen to uh why ecclesia united so you can understand a little bit more about what we're talking about there uh, about you being the church and what the church is charged to do um, thank you again uh, to everyone for taking this time. It's a little bit longer than uh, probably the longest of a podcast that we've done uh, in Ecclesia United, but it's well worth it. There's so much valuable information in the letter Het. Um, het. And so um, I, I, I hope that you, uh, I pray that you are edified beyond measure uh, and that this has been a blessing to your life. And uh, we will uh, see you around at some live event or uh, uh, you can log back on and, and continue consuming uh, any of these podcasts at any time um, uh, that you need. Thank you so much again for joining us and we'll um, see you again.